Epicor is the essential partner to the world's most essential businesses, offering ERP solutions built for growth and operational success. Explore the industry productivity solutions we curate for the automotive, building supply, distribution, manufacturing, and retail industries by visiting epicor.com slash essential. That's E-P-I-C-O-R dot com slash essential. Welcome to the Boost Podcast with Kelly Leonard. The podcast providing you with immediate access to tools, tips, and tactics to boost your business success, build your brand, optimize relationships, obtain more leads, secure thought leadership space, and tap into new markets. It's the Boost Podcast. And now, here's Kelly Leonard. Hello and welcome back to the Boost Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Leonard. Today's episode features Stephanie Bonte-Labert. Stephanie is a classically trained opera singer turned voice, presentation, and sales coach. She's helped thousands of singers, speakers, and business owners know what to say and how to say it to build their business faster when they network and speak. The part of Boost Stephanie will address is build your brand and obtain more leads. Hey, Stephanie, welcome to the Boost Podcast. Thank you, Kelly. It's so good to be here. Absolutely. I am so excited. You know, I was trying to think the other day, how in the world did Stephanie and I meet? And I was drawing a blank. Like, do you remember how we originally met? I think we originally met through eWomen Network, didn't ah, we? Ah, you know what? You're probably right. You are probably yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. And I just always, I've always remembered and I've always just been taken aback by your your presence, your stage presence. And, you know, the secret to that, I guess, is that you are a professionally trained opera singer, correct? I am. It's kind of crazy, right? <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is. So tell me more about and share with us more about your background and how you took this love and this talent that you have um, for the arts and entertainment and how you've kind of poised, like just positioned that into just parlaying it into a business for yourself. Yeah, well, first I have to say it was never my dream to become an opera singer. I just knew I wanted to sing. So I remember singing when I was real, real little, you know, nursery rhymes in the car. When my parents would drive me around, I was always singing songs and some of it was self-entertainment because, you know, we didn't have like iPads back in the day. (laughs) You were the iPad. That's right. I was the entertainment. So there was that. And then I just, I knew I wanted to sing and I knew that I wanted to be on stages. Hmm. So when you go to college and you say, I want to be a singer, they put you in the music department and they say, okay, you're going to be a classical singer. You're going to learn how to sing in five languages. Mm. We're going to put you through this curriculum. And then along the way, you get to perform in different ways. So I, I was singing in operas. I was singing with, um, in, you know, the choir. I was in madrigals. And I even had the opportunity to, you know, be in shows, musicals in mm. the area as well. So I was always looking for any kind of opportunity to perform. It just so happened that, you know, you get your degree, you become a classically trained singer. So I had my master's degree and then I did the next 
most logical step is to move to New York City because that's where all the live stage singers need to go to audition for shows. Right, right. <laughs> so I, I moved to New York and I lived there for a few years and I had a, a day job so I could pay for my tiny little apartment with cockroaches. <laughs> and <laughs> Which I'm sure was affordably priced because it was New York oh, yes. City after all. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. And it was really funny because I first moved to New York and I thought, oh, I'm making all this money because I came from Illinois, the middle of Midwest in the cornfield. Mm-hmm. And and making even 30000 a year was a huge deal right. when you lived in Illinois. Mm-hmm. And I moved to New York and they paid me $42,000 a year for my job. And I thought, oh, I'm, I'm rolling in the dough. <laughs> <laughs> wrong dough, right? You were yeah, rolling in pizza dough, dough at that point. <laughs> yeah, and their taxes are not so great in New York City either. Right. <laughs> Right. I, I got my first paycheck and I remember sitting there very silently for about 10 minutes and just calculating things in my head and kind of breathing deep. Mm. <laughs> and, um, but, you know, I made it work. I made it work and I was passionate about doing the thing that I loved. So I was performing in shows and I did on a regular basis. I was performing in shows while I lived in New York. And my boss was an attorney on who worked on Broadway shows. Mm. So he was in the entertainment industry and he understood where I was, you know, he understood my desire. So he was super flexible with like me taking an extra long lunch to go audition for a show and, Mm -hmm. and all that. So I had a really great set. And then I met my husband on match.com. Wow. And he lived here in Maryland and he worked for NASA. Mm -hmm. And it was way easier for me to move here than it was for him to move to New York city. So Mm -hmm. that's what I did. And so I ended and I was always teaching. I've been teaching ever since I was in college. Mm -hmm. And so I had a studio, I had a voice studio and I was working with singing students. Mm -hmm. And I had a friend who one day invited me to go to a networking group. And this was the E-Women Network Group Mm -hmm. in Montgomery County here. Mm -hmm. And she said, come with me to this event. This woman, Sandra Yancey, is coming to speak. And Sandra, of course, is the founder of E-Women Network. (laughs) So I go to this event and I was fascinated by all these business women getting together and exchanging their business cards and sharing about who they were and what they did. And I loved it. I thought, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And I started to attend the events and I realized that I had a lot of skill sets that could easily transfer to the business world, mm-hmm. that could easily support these women mm-hmm. who a lot of them struggled with networking. They struggled with feeling confident in front of a room. They struggled with being able to talk about themselves in a way that actually helped them be clear and attract those prospects that they really wanted to find. Mm -hmm. So that's when I started coaching business owners in their communication and their presentation skills. Mm. And then, you know, the whole new idea was born. (laughs) My business is like this evolution of ways I've been working with business owners to help them find, you know, their voice physically and spiritually, honestly, in the world to be able to help the people that they really want to help. Wow. So what would you say, based on what you've seen in terms of the work that you've done in coaching different business leaders and helping them to find their voice, what would you think has really been um, the overarching trend or theme or the biggest challenge common challenge that you see with these individuals that you've been supporting? Well, when you're in business, there are so many things that you need to know how to do that no one ever taught you how to do. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, our traditional educational system is just not set up for putting entrepreneurs out into the world to be successful. And I think part of 
where my genius lies is in your ability to tap into what makes you unique Mm -hmm. and be able to share the value that you create in the world in such a way that the people can self-identify easily when they meet you if they are meant to work with you. Hmm. Now tell me more. So so let's dig into that. Let's dig into that. And I want you to go down the road that you're starting to go down. So tell us more about what that looks like, practically speaking. So practically speaking, when you're in business and you're an entrepreneur, you find your clients through in-person connections and referrals. Mm -hmm. And I can say probably almost 100% of the time, that's what small service-based business owners say to me. You know, they're not making a million dollars putting Facebook ads out there, right? right? They're making their money through in-person connections. Mm -hmm. So to do that effectively, to be able to walk into a networking event and share who you are so that someone in the room either says, I'm that person that needs your help, or I know someone who could use your help. Mm -hmm. You have to be so super clear about the pain that you solve And what makes you unique in providing the solution? Mm -hmm. And that has always been easy for me to do for myself. Mm -hmm. And then it is something I've helped other business owners, especially female service-based business owners, create for themselves is the ability to communicate clearly and efficiently so that their ideal prospect will raise the hand, their hand, and sometimes physically raise their hand at a networking event and say, I need to meet you or I need to go have coffee with you. Right. Wow. Awesome. And, and that's so, the fastest way to build your business. Yeah. It just really is. Absolutely. Those connections are, are key. They are definitely key. And so I love part of what you said in terms of just finding your voice. And so mm-hmm. um, when you when you work with someone and you're helping them to identify ways to find their voice, like are there one to two or three things that you would suggest to a person who's trying to find their voice? Like what are those questions that they should ask themselves or just what does that look like? Yeah. So I am very intentional when I do any kind of speaking event or networking event. And so there are actually a few questions I always ask myself before I walk in the door to any speaking or networking engagement. The first question I ask myself is, what do I want to feel as I'm at this event? Hmm. So how do I want to feel? Do I want to feel calm? Do I want to feel excited? Do I want to feel on point? Do I want to feel focused? Do I want to feel grounded? Mm -hmm. And I decide, how do I want to feel? Mm -hmm. And then the second question I ask is, what result do I want to achieve? Is there a specific person in an industry that I want to meet? Is there an event I have coming up that I'd like to sell some tickets to? Mm -hmm. Is there, you know, a a Zoom webinar that I want to give away to everyone for free? You know, what is the specific result that I want to create at that event? And then the third question I ask is, how do I want other people to feel when they meet me or hear me speak? Mm, Nice. Because, you know, you can't control other people's feelings. Right. But if you have set the intention that I want people in this room to be curious about me or, you know, to be excited about my offer Mm -hmm. or to want to have coffee with me. If you set that intention, you're more likely to show up in such a way that you will manifest it. Nice. I love it. I love everything that you just shared because I think oftentimes people just show up, right? Because there's that Mm -hmm. old adage that, oh, you know, what is it? 90% of success is just showing up. And so we've all grown up in this time and space where we're thinking, oh, I just need to show up. Well, no, 
it's be intentional of, around what your goal, what your outcome is, how you feel. I love the way that you broke that down. And so, so many times people just wander into these events and the, the sad part is, is there's no shortage of events. And so you have to ask yourself, how much time are we wasting by not having a strategy similar to what you just laid out? Absolutely. And this is one of the frustrations, one of the pains that a lot of my clients express to me is that they're going around to a lot of networking events and they're, and they're working hard and they're spending their time and their money trying to find clients and not getting a really good result. Yeah. And then I ask them, well, what are you doing to prepare for that networking event? And they sort of look at me with a blank stare, like, what do you mean? Prepare? <laughs> I'm showing up. <laughs> right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so you can start to create a, the results you intend when you are intentional about it. That's the bottom line. Yeah, so true. Wow, thank you so much. So so tell me more about, because I know you've got a project that you're working on, Stage Dreams. And so yeah. tell us more about what that looks like and, <laughs> and just give us some background information. Well, first of all, this is really the marriage of my skill set. So this is the marriage between my singing skill sets and my life on the stage and my business coaching skill sets that I've been developing over the last several years. And so Stage Dreams was a seed of an idea that began early last year, early 2018. And I started working with a voice coach because I thought to myself, there was a little short period of time where I said to myself, maybe I'll go back to New York City and audition for a Broadway show. Mm. Just, you know, like it was when I used to live in New York, I was having a little nostalgia about mm-hmm. myself. You mm-hmm. know? And then I realized that it really wasn't the auditioning for the Broadway show that was the piece I wanted to explore. It was my story around that time when I was living in New York and where I am today. Mm-hmm. Because I think women, we get to a certain age and we look back on our lives and we say, gosh, did I do the right thing? Mm-hmm. Did I make the right choices? What if I had done this instead of this? Would mm-hmm. I have been happier? You know, all of that. You start to second guess certain things. And so this was my version of that. And so I decided to write this show out of that sort of inner exploration of my life. And I created a musical called Stage Dreams, a musical, which is a story of me going back to New York City to audition for a Broadway show. And I meet these two younger women at the, at the, in the audition. And the whole show takes place in the audition holding room. And I end up sharing my story with these younger girls about my time in New York and mm-hmm. when, when I was auditioning. And I come to the realization at the end of the show that I'm actually exactly where I need to be. Mm. I'm, I'm, you know, there, I have no regrets. This is the journey that I'm meant to be on. And I, I wrote nine original songs. I've never written any songs before in my life. Wow. I worked with an amazing accompanist who had I've worked with on shows locally here in the D.C. area who created the piano arrangements for me mm-hmm. and put this show together, wrote it all last summer, performed it for the first time in the fall, got some feedback on it, rewrote some things. And then I have sung portions of the show on two conference stages already this year, one in Florida and one in Las Vegas. Wow. And I have wrapped my, I've wrapped actually a keynote presentation around portions of my music. So what I can do now is I can go into a keynote presentation situation and deliver a keynote that helps serve that population, but I can wrap music inside of it. And I can share my zone of genius inside my keynote presentations, which allows me to fulfill what I'm here to do, quite honestly, Mm -hmm. and allows other people to experience a message in such a way that they've never experienced it before and hopefully leave a more lasting impression with them. Wow, that is beautiful. So are there any plans to, uh, like, when's your next 
debut of this um, musical or the keynote? Is is it on the schedule coming up, coming soon to a theater <laughs> near you? It's not um, on the schedule yet. I am actually planning to do another local production of it here in Maryland. Wow. And the information when it is released will be on stagedreamsandmusical.com, which is my website nice. for that project. Mm-hmm. And I'm also submitting it to conferences. So, you know, if anybody knows of a good conference that can use a musical keynote presentation, please reach out because <laughs> I'm going to be submitting it everywhere I go. Awesome. And I, you know, and I have attended quite a few conferences and I'm trying to remember if I've ever seen a musical keynote. So that's really cool. And I mean, because, you know, we, we are such an entertainment driven society. And so using music to connect your message with music, I think is just such a powerful way to approach the work that you do. So thank you for sharing your gift. Yeah. And so, and I I know you mentioned stagedreams.com as a website, but what are other ways, what are your, if folks that are listening to the Boost podcast have an interest in reconnecting with you and leveraging your services, what are the best ways for our listening community to connect with you? Yeah, so it's um, either stagedreamsthemusical.com or you can go to my business website, which is empoweryourvoice.com. Awesome. Beautiful. Well, Stephanie, this has been absolutely amazing. Thank you for sharing your gift with us. And you know, it's so funny because a part of me is just itching to say, close with a song, but I'm not going to put you on the spot like that. <laughs> Sing your final words to us so that we can so just bask. say that? <laughs> Everywhere I go, they're like, sing a song. Yes. Yes. So I'm not going to do that to you. I know I've had the opportunity to hear you sing before and your voice is just angelic. And so I just thank you for sharing your time, your talent with us tonight. And just thank you for being a part of the Boost podcast. Oh, thank you, Kelly. I really appreciate you so much. I hope you enjoyed my interview with Stephanie. Be sure to subscribe, leave a review and share the podcast with your friends.